Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved, cast out demons, and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. You may also donate by sending check or money order to 9030 West Sahara Avenue, Suite 665, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89117. We thank you. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America, Babylon, and transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite, you are listening to Omega Man Radio Network with Shannon Davis. everybody we are back and in the first hour we had dr deborah vells bringing a powerful message i took a short break there we had a urgent matter of prayer for a sister in the lord who god has healed and i was able to be a facilitator to get pastor david measures with the family over a WhatsApp call and have him pray the prayer of faith in Jesus' name that heals the sick. So we're believing the Lord now for a great report today as we got together and rebuke the spirit of death in the name of Jesus. Commanded life in Jesus Christ's name. I have a special audio that was just sent to me, which I'm now going to play here in just a moment in our next segment. Welcome again to our program. We call Mega Man Radio for 
any people here for the first time. All of our regulars, you know the drill. You can go to OmegaManRadio.com and you can listen to the live shows that we do Monday through Friday. And of course, from there also, access feeds to the archives. Praise the Lord. Which, of course, I uh, will try to update for you every day. Um, got behind a little bit, but I'm back on track. Got yesterday's shows put up for you. And also, I loaded four new episodes for our second podcast called The Omega Man Reloaded. Joining in prayer with a sister in the Lord going through the valley of death. And believe in God to perform his word. Where two or three are gathered, Jesus Christ says, I'm in the midst. If any of you be sick, let him call for the elders of the church. And that's what we did. We called for an elder, Pastor David Measures. And myself and the other individuals, parents of this precious young lady who was battling a disease, trying to take her out, an illness. We anointed her with oil as the word calls for. If any of you be sick, let them call for the elders of the church and they will anoint them with oil and the prayer of faith shall heal the sick and if they have any sin, it shall be forgiven them. And we did all that the Bible prescribes for healing and administered faith. The blood of Jesus, the name of Jesus, that's above all sickness, that's above cancer. rebuked it, and commanded her to be healed in Jesus' name. Using a technology, which I not used before, WhatsApp. And you know, for all the bad things that people might say about Meta, as it's now known, formerly Facebook, God's able to use WhatsApp to minister to people. Then I'm going to thank God. God bless Zuckerberg and Meta for making this technology available or acquiring it, however that came about, that we're able to use it today to reach out and to speak life in the name of Jesus. God bless all those involved. And we pray right now for Mark Zuckerberg. God, we ask that you pour out your goodness, mercy, and grace on him and his wife. Save them, God. They need salvation. Pretty apparent. It's your desire, God, for all to be saved, not that any should perish. And we know many will not choose Jesus Christ and Lord and Savior, but that's on them. But for those that will, call in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, they can be saved. And that includes Zuckerberg. God, give them a road to Damascus experience if that's what it takes. Knock him off his high horse like you had to do to the Apostle Paul. But God, save him at all costs. We bind his strong men, bind every demon operating in him, and command those demons to loose Mark Zuckerberg's mind and will that he can make a decision for Jesus. Father God, get someone in there to share the word. Plant the seed. One plants the seed, another waters. God gives the increase. However you need to do it, God. We stand in the gap, remit his sins, ask you to save him and his household. In Jesus' name, as we also pray the same for Julian Assange tonight. 
Elon Musk, Edward Snowden, they all need Jesus. Father God, whatever it takes, let the seed be sown of salvation that they can hear the gospel and have an opportunity to receive or reject it. We pray that you move on them with a dream, a vision, whatever it takes, God. Save their souls. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Well, welcome back, everybody. And, you know, I'll tell you, when it's all said and done, I don't want to know anything but Jesus Christ, him crucified. And I want to see power evangelism break out. You know, I've done my share sounding the alarm of the New World Order. And we can be the most educated person on what's going down right now in various parts of the world. You may be aware of a agenda of the World Economic Forum or one of these groups and know all their inner plans. But what does it profit a man to even know all the plans of the World Economic Forum and lose his soul? Now, of course, I'm going to warn people that there is coming a time, just as the Bible says, where there is going to be a mark offered and a beast rise. Several beasts, if you read over there in Revelation. And many heads for these, these this beast. But we know that there is one that's going to work with the Antichrist and try to seize power. Whether it gets power of the whole world or it's, it's geographical locations, I'm not so certain. could be geographical because if he did have power uh, over the entire world, then why would he go to war with uh, maybe Russia and China? I think it will be geographical power, the more I think about it, but not a salvation doctrine remains to be seen. Many views on eschatology, how it's going to come down to the players, but I think that... Uh, Russia and China will probably not be part of that. And they're going to probably make war with the beast. Anyway, to get back on track, you could have all that information. That's good, but are we doing Mark 16 ministry? What are we really doing for the kingdom of God? And we need to warn people not to take the mark, of course, but... And I'll continue to do that. But beyond that, do I need to be concerned with every unraveling on the world scene and political scene. Some people make it their entire focus. That's not what God's called me to do. Call me number one to speak his word, which we're going to do as long as we can. And he's called us all to preach the gospel, win souls for Jesus, get people water baptized, Lay hands on the sick that they recover. Cast out devils. Move in the gifts of the Holy Spirit as God gives the utterance and the the gifts. In the name of Jesus. That's what I want to be doing up to the very end. When Jesus Christ comes back at the last trump or I dive my boots on whichever comes first. Power evangelism. It requires a a price. 
if we want to get into the deeper things of God, we want to move in greater anointing and power. We've got to get rid of compromise in our lives, just as that sermon yesterday was being preached. What are we putting into our vessels? Things of the world, worldly entertainment? Are we putting into ourselves things that are going to nourish the spiritual man, the Word of God? So I, for one, have to back off some of the worldly entertainment. I started watching some movies again. And there's nothing edifying in that. It may take your mind off your troubles for a while or, you know, a little escapism. But it can also hurt you, depending on the language or the content that you're viewing and listening to. And I want to go to the next level with the Lord. I think you probably do too. How do we get there? Holiness unto the Lord. Dedication. Putting the word first. The things of God. Foremost in our lives. Crucifying the flesh. Casting out demons. Not wasting time on vain imaginations. And as we get closer to God, we'll begin to see the things that we're looking for currently in our lives that may be lacking. Hear God more. Maybe get the dreams and visions you've been asking about. A higher level of power to operate in when you're ministering. Praise the Lord. That's really what I want to focus on. That's all that's going to matter in the end is Mark 16 ministry. I really don't ever need to go back to some of these websites where I've gotten news before, like InfoWars. God bless Alex Jones, but did he miss his calling? How many people have been saved watching the InfoWars programs? Have literally been led to the Lord Jesus Christ. Have gotten delivered. Gotten healed. We say, well, he did a great job informing. Yeah. But how much more do we need to be informed than we already know? And where does any of that fit into Mark 16 ministry? It'd be different if they tell you the world events and they preach the gospel and have an altar call. Have you ever had an, heard an altar call on many of these news programs? Well, let God be the judge. In the end, he will judge all, all things according to his word. And I think many people are going to look back and maybe think, well, you know what? Doggone it. I wish I had spent more time in the word and and in ministry. Because when the Lord calls us home, all we're going to do has been done for the Lord at that time. Be too late and do more. So, <clears throat> should the Lord tarry it, I can live another 50 years. How am I going to spend that 50 years? How will you spend your time, whatever time you got left? Will it be focused on the Lord Jesus Christ and winning souls, kingdom work, or working on a hobby 
restoring an old car, working on your golf handicap. Nothing wrong with golf or having a hobby. But what is your passion? What is your first love? And I just pray tonight that God will kindle the fire in all of us that desire to go deeper with the Lord and further than ever before. Put a hunger and thirst in us all, God, for righteousness' sake tonight. And to do your work and your will. Let us redeem the time in Jesus Christ's mighty name. Really, I want my focus to be on power evangelism. I'm moving in that direction with the program and uh, in the things of God. Not so much the news anymore. I think I've given that fair coverage. Well, I'm going to play for you now. It's part of our next segment. A video. You can actually watch the video on my Facebook wall. But the audio portion of it right now, and this comes courtesy of a ministry called Yesterday, Today, and Forever in Leicestershire, England, none other than Pastor David Measures. And he entitled the program, Speak My Word, The Word and the Anointing. Runs about 20 minutes. I hope you enjoy it. Yes, welcome to YTF Church Healing and Deliverance Center. And uh, this is what we're about. We believe in the Word of God, and it's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And what Jesus did 2,000 years ago, He can do for you, if you want that to happen. But we found out a lot of people don't want it to happen, because they don't seek His face. So you to listen will seek His face, and then God will never let you down. So, the title of today's message is, Just Speak My Word. I'm going to start off in Genesis chapter 1. Good to start at the beginning, isn't it? Well, Genesis chapter 1, verse 3 says, Then God said that there be light. You see, God said. Next one, verse 6. Then God said that there be firmament in the, in the midst of the waters. Verse 9. Then God said that the waters of the heavens be gathered together. Verse 11, then God said, let the earth bring forth grass. Verse 14, then God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens. Verse 20, then God said, let the waters abound with abundance of living creatures. Verse 22, God blessed them, saying, be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters and the seas. 24, then God said, let the earth bring forth living creatures. Verse 26. Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Verse 28. Then God blessed them, and God said, Be fruitful and multiply. Verse 29. And God said, See, I have given every urban that you see, which is on the face of the earth. Eleven times in the Genesis chapter 1, God said. God said, and it happened. Now, we're going to go a little bit further. If we go into John, New Testament, 
John chapter 10, verse 27. My sheep hear my voice, and they know them, and they follow me. So he's saying, if we're his sheep, we'll hear what he says. And he's expecting us to obey it. In Mark 16, verse 18, God said, lay hands on the sick and they will recover. In Matthew 8, we'll just go to Matthew 8. Matthew 8, verse 8. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. See, it's about God speaking and it happening. And if we are made in the likeness and image of God, which we just read, in Genesis 1.26, it said, man was made in the likeness and image of God. So most people today think they're made in God's likeness and image. But that is not true. Adam was made in the likeness and image of God. But after they sinned, Adam said, I've created a man in my image and in my likeness. Adam was a fallen creature. And since that time, Everybody is not in the likeness of God. In the likeness of Adam. Born a sinner. So people living all different lifestyles will say, well, I've been made in God's likeness and image. No, you are not. You've been made in the likeness of Adam. A sinner, separated from God. You have to be born again into the kingdom of heaven. You have to be born again to be in the family of God. It's not just saying I am uh, made in the likeness and image of God. That is an absolute cop-out. Because you're not that. You're wishful thinking, but you're not that. You're made a sinner separated from God. On the way to hell, and that is every single person living, until you get born again. The Bible tells us that. Those who do not believe stand condemned already. So if you're an unbeliever, you stand already condemned. You have to be born into the family of God. And in Psalm 107, verse 20, it said, he sent his word and he healed them and delivered them from their destructions. And he healed by his word. When God speaks, well, let's hope God's speaking to you today. We will look at this in a, a little bit deeper here in 2 Kings chapter 5. It's about Nahum and Elisha. Now we'll read the story and we'll pick it up from verse 1. Now Nahum, commander of the army of the king of Syria, was a great and honourable man in the eyes of the master. 
because by him the Lord has given victory to Syria. He was a mighty man of valour, but a leper. And the Syrians had gone out on raids and brought back the captives a young girl from the land of Israel. She waited on Naaman's wife. Then she said to her mistress, If only my master were the prophet who was in Samaria, for he would heal him of his leprosy. And Naaman went and told his master, saying, Thus and thus says the girl who is from the land of Israel. Then the king of Israel said, Go now and send a letter to the king of Israel. So he de departed and took with him ten thousand uh, talents of silver, six thousand shekels of gold, and ten thousand ten changes of clothing. Then he brought the letter to the king of Israel, which said, Now be advised when this letter comes to you, that I have sent Nail my servant to you, that you may heal him from his leprosy. And it happened when the king of Israel read the letter that he tore his clothes and said, Am I a god to kill and make alive that this man sends a, a man to me to heal him of his leprosy? Therefore, please consider, see how this man seeks a quarrel with me. You see, he was not the man. He was a king, but he was not the man. He was not anointed. Only Elisha was anointed. And verse 8, so it, said, so it was when Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes, that he sent to the king, saying, Why have you torn your clothes? Please let him come to me, and he shall know there is a prophet in Israel. Then Nahum went with his horses and his chariot, and he stood by the, the door of Elisha's house, expecting a great reception or something, because this man coming with all these talents of silver and gold and everything. And Elisha sent a messenger to him, says, Go and wash in the Jordan seven times, and your flesh will be restored as you shall be clean. He expected the red carpet or something special. He expected there were going to be fanfares or something or something special. He just said, go and wash in that river seven times and you'll be healed. But Nahum was furious and went away. Indeed, I've said to myself, he will surely come out to me and stand and call upon the name of his Lord and wave his hand over the place and heal my leprosy. Are not the Arabah and the Parfa, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the rivers of water of Israel? Could I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in a rage, and his servants came near and spoke to him, saying, My father, if the prophet had told you to do something great, would you have not done it? How much more then when he said to you, Wash and be clean? Then he went down and dipped seven times in the Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God, and his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child, and he was cleansed. He, he just probably thought, if I've just got to go in the waters and wash, I may as well stay at home. I didn't need this man of God. I can heal myself. You might be saying, well, why do I need to go to a meeting, particularly if it's a miracle meeting in in the YTF church, surely I can be healed in my church, even though they don't believe, but I'll probably in my church. But God says, go to 
this Elisha. And we see, you see, if we go a little bit further, you didn't need a long prayer. All he said, go and wash in that river. And that was the end of it. When he obeyed, he came back healed. Now, Elisha wasn't always on, in touch with the Lord. He was those anointed. Because we just go back a, a page and we look into uh, um, chapter 4 of 2 Kings, verse 31. We found out that this, uh, this child had died. So, he sent Gehazi, his, his servant, Elisha sent Gehazi's servant ahead of him. Now Gehazi went ahead of them and laid his staff on the face of the child. But there was neither voice nor hearing. Then he went back to meet him and told him, saying, The child has not wakened. But when Elisha came into the house, there was a child lying dead on the bed. And he went in and lay upon the child and the child became alive. You see... Even though it's a man of God, you can be presumptuous. He just thought he could do anything. Send, send that to Mustaf and put it on him. But God says he chose Elisha. He didn't choose his staff. He was presumptuous. He showed lack of faith. Think about when Jesus prayed uh, for um, Lazarus. You see, because the child was dead, they thought, oh, run after him quickly and put the staff on him. Why? Because he was going to die? What happened to, to Lazarus? Jesus waited three days to make sure he was really dead. That's faith. See, we run around saying, oh, this person's died. Oh, it's too late now, I pray for him, he's too dead. But Jesus waited three days to make sure he was really dead. So nobody knew he was dead. In fact, he was in the tomb smelling. And then Jesus raised him from the dead. That is called faith. You see, it's the word plus the anointing. Many people have got the word, but have they been anointed? You've all got the word, everybody's is listening, but have, have you been anointed by God? It's the anointing that breaks the yoke. I can't stress that anymore. You need to be anointed to do what God wants you to do. Many people hope to be anointed, but are they anointed? It's combined, the word and the anointed, anointing, that produces the fruit. Remember Moses? God said to Moses, strike the rock. And water came out. So when there was short of water again, Moses, God said to Moses, speak to the rock. What did he do? He struck the rock. And God was about to kill him. In fact, because of that, he didn't go into the promised land even though it produced water. Why? Because God says, speak to the rock. He showed a lack of faith. Without faith, he cannot please God. You see, I've said before, if you know God can heal the blind, why do you keep on praying for the blind 
when you just speak to the blind then they'll see because you know God can do it but somehow some people expect that they can get healed by having a long prayer it's nothing to do with a long prayer as though somehow laying your hands on them is going to help to heal them more it's nothing to do with that it's the word and the anointing it's the anointing that does it Elisha was anointed Jesus was anointed and it's the word of God with the anointing we prophesy to break bondages for instance if you go into a group and you're doing a mass healing like I've done in Brazil and other places people have just been healed as I spoke in fact I've seen more people healed as I spoke than I've laid hands on people believing God to do it it's the anointing and the word and the same for mass deliverance you see when we prophesy we break the bondages and we have to do it publicly example when the Lord used me to close down the Mormon church in this town and also in the occult shops town centre shops cafe shops all against God's word we spoke to them told them face to face you're closed we break the power your clothes did today in Jesus name you have to tell them face to face no just praying about it you've got to prophesy straight in their eyes and tell them what is going to happen that is called faith many times we want to sit around the edges and not be not be uh, controversial but God is always controversial you see it demonstrates and shows faith without faith it is impossible to please God in John 18 verses 1 to 9 we have another scripture when Jesus had spoken these words he went out with his disciples over the book Kidron where there was a garden which he and his disciples entered and Judas who betrayed him also knew the place for Jesus often met there with his disciples then Judas having received a detachment of troops and officers from the chief priests and Pharisees came there with lanterns, torches and weapons Jesus therefore knowing all things that would come upon him went forward and said to them who are you seeking they said Jesus of Nazareth Jesus said to them I am he and Judas who betrayed him also stood there with him now when he said to them I am he they drew back and fell to the ground what do we see the anointing and the word it's only in the Gospel of John. Again, in the only Gospel of John. Why is it only in the Gospel of John? Because the Gospel of John is written for the Christians. It's not meant for the world. It's not meant for the Jews. It's not meant for the Greeks. It's not meant for the Romans. It's meant for the Christians. For you to get the anointing and to do it. 
And how do you get the anointing? When you seek God with all of your heart and do something about it. It's no use seeking an anointing. You've got to seek it and then act on it. Now for us, where does that leave us all today? And everybody who's listening on this Facebook or YouTube or whatever you're listening on. For us, there are three things we've got to adhere to. The first one, my sheep hear my voice. Are you hearing his voice? You've got to know your calling. That's the first thing. You've got to know your calling. If you don't know your calling, then you've not been called. You've got to know your calling. People say, well, I, I, I don't know what my calling is. Well, you've not got one then. You need to seek it. Not to know what you're calling. You've got to know your anointing. Not just wishful thinking. I'd like to do this. Wishful thinking. That's no good. That's presumptuous. You've got to know your calling. You've got to know your anointing. And you've got to speak his word. Three things for us Christians who are listening. You've got to hear his voice. And you've got to know your calling. You've got to know your anointing, and you've got to speak his word, and it will come to pass. Stand back and see the result of your faith. Amen. Now, I pray that this message today will be a blessing to many people who are listening. And from the YTF Church and Pastor David, uh, please look at the website, it is in YTF Church. .co.uk and also on dwmmi.org and please get to know your calling, get to get anointing and to speak his word. God bless you and thank you for listening. Goodbye. Praise the Lord. I received that. That was a powerful word. Speak my word title of that sermon by Pastor David Measures. I've got another one for you. We're going to do one called Spiritual Detox, brought to you by Sister Measures. Coming up next, after a, uh, a brief break, folks, I have a couple announcements to make. Let me make those now. We're coming back on YouTube with our eighth channel I built it some months ago it's been sitting idle you all know the the history most of you do we lost seven channels over the years in the Facebook war uh, in the the COVID wars and uh, the election wars defending President Trump exposing the World Economic Forum exposing the plans of the globalists and their mRNA COVID vaccines. And no one can say that we didn't stand up. Great cost. Cost me a YouTube partnership. Cost me seven channels. Several of those channels were banned. Several of those, I put them out of the misery after we got our first and second um, 
strike. And anyone who continues to talk about those subjects runs a risk of having the same thing happen to them. Now, there are others that seemingly survive talking about those. But I'm here to tell you, the devil do anything he can to get a Mega Man radio off. Because we're not a news program, although we've covered a lot of it. He wants to get us off because of the real threat to the demons by us occupying YouTube. And that is the fact that we carry the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and weapons of deliverance ministry. So they came down hard on us seven times. We were hit. And I swore I'd never go back. But it really uh, occurred to me tonight as we were ministering life in the name of Jesus to someone who was on death's door. Believing God for that miracle tonight that he performed with that prayer of faith in Jesus' name. And we did it with WhatsApp. I know it's who it's owned by, just like Facebook. And you can turn off every program out there and just try to you know, live under, live under the ground in a bunker. But you know, are we going to win any souls by withdrawing? And if I go back up on YouTube and I begin to talk about politics again or COVID even one time, they'll give me a strike. And there's people been to the same thing I have, and uh, they're not on YouTube today because they're they're not going to change the subject. I have said all that I can really say. What more can be said? And I will continue to speak where I need to input on those subjects. But I uh, won't be able to do it on YouTube and survive. And you know what is that going to profit me anyway? Do you think uh, Infowars and the legacy of Alex Jones are going to help him one bit if he doesn't know the Lord Jesus Christ? If what you're doing does not in some way result in winning of souls, setting captives free. If you don't have signs that follow them that believe, we're in trouble. We're going to stand for the Lord Jesus Christ one day. He's going to say, what do you do for my kingdom? And if that's his calling, so be it. But God didn't call me to focus on those things. He called me to speak his word. He called me to cast out devils. Pray for the sick that they be healed. And he's called you to do that too. If you are an adherent of the word of God and you believe in Mark 16. So I'm not going back on YouTube and going to talk about COVID or politics. I've said all that I can say. I uh, spent seven YouTube channels using that as a soapbox to warn people. I've said all I can say. I'm going to focus now on power evangelism as it relates to YouTube. So that's the program you're going to see up there. And uh, of course, being a podcast, I can still talk anytime I want about COVID or politics and not saying we won't have programs that cover some current events but YouTube is going to be all about power evangelism that's what I'm going to post there 
winning souls for Jesus with signs that follow deliverance, healing, gifts of the Holy Spirit do I hear an amen? if you'd like to subscribe I'll be putting a link later right up on the website uh, or if you want to do it right now you can go to my Facebook wall or simply do a search on at sign Mr. Shannon Ray Davis I couldn't get a um, shorter form with my name on it at Mr. Shannon Ray Davis check it out with the remainder of time I've got to work for the Lord for he calls us home or takes me home I want my focus to be power evangelism they can if 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 I if I live to 120 and they put me in the ground, I want them to put on my tombstone. He cast out devils in Jesus' name. Mark 16:17 ministry. He spoke God's word. They said put it in a small font to get it all up there. <laughs> I'm uh, fully expecting just to step on over be caught up at the last trump. Or right there at a nuke. That's where the Lord sent me. We win some souls and he nukes that place. So be it. To be absent from the body, to be present with the Lord. For me to live is Christ, but to die is gain. Now, that's one announcement I want to make that uh, we are back on YouTube effective this week I'll begin to post some audios start with speak my word and uh, programs where we steer clear of uh, COVID and politics because we want those shows to stay up on YouTube now second announcement I want to make we have the capability to bring back blog talk radio I took it down for several reasons did an operation clean sweep over there but as it relates to being able to take a phone call, really there's no platform that can do it better than Blog Talk Radio. And I thought, well, I went ahead and migrated the program over to Podbean, but uh, we could really use Switchboard again if we're going to begin to take calls and do uh, Prophetic Hotline with Soulbite. I was on the phone today, by the way, with Prophet Scott Lathrop. Pray for them. He is uh, having a new leg put on today. Praise God. The bionic man will be walking. And we're believing God for the trip that they want to do to Germany to take place. And uh, when he comes back, we want to get them on the air and do some more shows with Pastor Chris now Moore and uh, do the prophetic hotline. We're going to need Blog Talk Radio to do that. So I'll let to say this, and there's some people that uh, don't have a lot of minutes, but they can for data, but they can certainly listen to a show via a phone, which Blog Talk also provides. Well, thinking we could go back on there if you like to, you know, like that idea and want to help us. Um, we can do it for three ninety nine a year. I'm not getting into payments anymore. Uh, for seven years, or for 13 years, rather, uh, we were on blog talk paying every month. And now I'm done with payments. 
Uh, the Lord gives us the money, we pay it off, or we don't do it. We can do it, uh, just as we were able to uh, purchase for a year. The other services that we use, like on Podbean, we can do uh, Blog Talk Radio for 400 bucks. If you'd like to sponsor all or part of that, send a love offering in, earmark it, uh, BTR, that's the code, BTR, or general funds. Uh, what I'll be doing is putting some money to that uh, if it comes in, and we'll go ahead and sign up and pay that thing off uh, for another year and have Blog Talk running again. Again, that would open the door if we want to do Demon Hotline again, taking phone calls, which I think we should do. And uh, I think we should be doing that. Demon Hotline regularly. What do you say? We'll need it for the prophetic hotline too. And for people that uh, have no other means of tuning except for a phone. So uh, if you'd like to give to that effort, you can put in the notes BTR, Bravo Tango Romeo, BTR. Or give a love offering and shoot me an email and just say, hey, I gave a love offering. I want you to earmark this for blog talk. And uh, when we have the funds, 400 bucks, uh, I'll pull the trigger. We could even do it today. Uh, bottom line is we want to go back on BTR. And we will as God provides that finances. Okay. That's all I have to say, I think, for announcements. Um, just book Brian Melvin for Friday Michael Cummins will be back tomorrow John Gogan, Elvis Newhart Thursday, Gary Stafford with a guest John Trail, Dr. Hanson Joseph Ferrara uh, I'm getting ready to go into booking mode hardcore for September in fact I got to call Pastor Michael Thier, Higwish and uh, here in a bit and uh, get him booked for the show looking forward to that Okay, uh, anything else I need to mention? Uh, God is moving. Just talking to Pastor David Measures. He'd like to come to Bali and do a healing revival over here. And uh, I believe God's in that. Uh, I've also been invited multiple times to go to England. And uh, for the first time in several years, I can actually get on a plane as God needs me and fly. Uh, the country is open for the time being, and my passport is renewed with that stamp that allows me to come and go uh, from our home base in Bali, Indonesia. We've set up a beachhead for Jesus in demonically controlled territory. And uh, it has come with a heavy price. We've battled a lot of illness over here. But we are representing for Jesus. And having a home base, the angels have a landing strip to fly in and out their sorties. Just like... uh, our government will have bases around the world so fighter aircraft can fly in and out. I think there's something to that in the spirit. When you have your boots on the ground, you've got some authority in that area because that's where you physically reside. And if you have submitted yourself to Christ and uh, have surrendered your life to Him, which I'm striving to do, and I want to do better than ever before, then God can use you and I and can do things like that. And I believe that's what's happened here. We are a beachhead for Jesus in enemy territory. Base camp. And we take it back bit by bit for Jesus. Amen. 
Okay. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, with that, let's go to a song. I got to get a nice coffee for out of the refrigerator. I just shake it up and pour it over a cup of ice. I make my wife buy plastic cups. I like those better than mugs now. They just it just seems better in a plastic cup than a ceramic mug. Not hot coffee, but cold. Okay, let's do this song. We'll be back, and uh, we've got more coming up. He came, he saw, he conquered off of the Petra album. This means war. If you never heard that one, that's a great one to buy. Uh, great music. Okay, I promised you a second audio. This one is entitled Spiritual Detox. Runs about 30 minutes. I hope you enjoy it. Good morning, everybody. Whether you're in the church or you're on Facebook or you're watching on YouTube, we want to welcome you to the YTF Church Healing and Deliverance Center, where we have regular deliverance meetings and uh, bringing people into the fullness of Christ. Also, we have miracle services. And I want to tell you the next miracle service will be on Wednesday night, the 13th of September. And on our flyer, it says here, Are you suffering from a curse of poverty, sickness, infirmity, fear, anxiety, due to yourself or your ancestors' involvement in, in the uh, occult? Well, if you've been involved in any of that, then you need to come and to be set free. So that's Wednesday on the 13th of September. Also, we have a full-day deliverance and teaching conferences with four um, special teachings on moving into the miraculous. So if you want to know more about this, please book yourselves in for Saturday the 7th of October. It will be £12, including refreshments and also a lunch. So it's a very good value for you and you'll be mightily blessed with the food anyway, if not by the teaching. So please come and bring your friends. And it's all in the YTF Church, uh, yesterday, today and forever. And it's in uh, Leicestershire, it's a town called Colville, postcode LE673BG. Now you can book yourselves into either of these by going on to our website, the ytfchurch.co.uk um, website, and send an email, or so, also send a, um, a blessing with uh, your the, um, the phone number of the church, which is 01530-837-822. Well, I think I've said enough with the announcements. Well, we have a special speaker today, and he's my dear wife, who I've been married to now for quite a number of years, 54 years, 54 years we've been married, same person, amen? So she's going to bring a message to you, so should we give her a clap, please? sunshine today. But I prayed before we started this morning that I bring a, share a few words with you. I prayed this morning that my words of my mouth would be uh, acceptable. 
and that the meditation of my heart will be acceptable in his sight. But I also pray that the words of my mouth will be understandable to you, because I just want to share and encourage you with some of the meditations I've had. And um, earlier this week, I uh, was asking the Lord, what would you like me to speak about at the weekend? And uh, as I was going about my jobs and one thing or another, the word detox came to me. I thought, oh my goodness, that doesn't sound like it's a biblical word. That's, I um, don't know whether that's for me or whether it's for someone else. But uh, however, that was the word. But um, I was just thinking of this lovely time in summer when people have a rest and they have a, uh, a relax. And uh, we recharge our batteries and uh, it's a changing season. And you can see that uh, in nature, in creation, you can see that the leaves are beginning to turn and birds are beginning to rest from all their nesting season and change their feathers and uh, things are beginning to change. But we recharge our batteries and I thought that was a word in season. So I wanted to pass this on to you. I want you to be rested so that we can be rejuvenated and refreshed, ready for the next season just as creation does itself. So I just wanted to say, come to me, those who are weary and heavy laden, that's what the Lord said, and I will give you that rest that we need. Rest and to be revived. After all, he rested also on the seventh day, so we're resting. But God also said, uh, come now, let us reason together. In other words, what he's saying is, come aside, I want to talk to you. I want fellowship with you. You are special to me. And then as, as the week went on, I read some of my readings, and I was reading uh, John 15, just a few verses. And he says, I am the true vine. So it says, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself, unless he abides in the vine. Neither can you, unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. But as I got to that point, I was just prompted to go back to number three. Verse three says, you are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. And then I had to stop there because I was puzzled. What did that have to do with horticultural so far? It's all been a bit gardening. But anyway, uh, verse three says, you are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. So obviously the disciples had experienced some kind of washing process. And that interested me. And in verse 2, it said, Every branch that does not bear fruit, he takes it away. All those sins that we have, if it likens that to us, then it's the sins he has to take away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes. Now in the King James, it says he purges, which sounds a bit stronger, that it bear more fruit. And verse 1, I'm going backwards. But in verse 1 of this one, he said, I am the true vine, my father is the vine dresser. Now in the King James again, another word, I'd like to cross-check with the, the um, authorised King James because often it sometimes reads slightly different. So the husbandsman, it's called the vine dresser, 
So he knows, the husbandman knows exactly how, which, what, and what part to prune. He knows all about it. And my next scripture, I went to Ephesians 5, verse 25, which just says, <coughs> some advice for the church. Uh, it just says, husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle of any kind, any such thing, that she should be holy and without blemish. So, I read a bit further there. Love your wives as Christ loved the church. He wants to sanctify us. And this washing of water by the word intrigued me a bit further. That you might present her glorious, without spot or without blemish. So I just thought, well, who are the church? Who is the church? The bride of Christ. <clears throat> Those who have had their sins taken away. The sins have to be forgiven. And they have to be forgiven by Christ for us to be the bride of Christ. But he's careful with us. He wants to do more with us. He wants to take every part that doesn't bear fruit. He wants to bear away. So he wants to take the sins away and then he also wants to prune out those things that we are good at but he wants us to do better. So it says here he bears fruit, he prunes them away to make us or purges again this word to take away. So Christ sanctifies her and cleanses her by the word. Now the word it says in Hebrews is the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword piercing and even into dividing asunder the soul and the spirit under the joints and the marrow and it is a discerner of thoughts and intent of the heart so words are powerful so we use words when we pray to the Lord we pray, prayer it calls a powerful weapon in some scriptures the words prayer is a powerful weapon to cleanse and to heal now looking at you this morning, all of you look very clean. You're all very clean on the outside. And I don't know, you may be very well cleaned on the inside. But however, that's how he wants us to be. So you are washed on the outside today. I don't know, you may have been washed on the inside today. The inner and the outer must be. Now there are many products on the market, aren't there? Soap and cream for the outside. And there's salts and remedies. Epsom salts, or even prunes for the inner. We can cleanse ourselves or purge ourselves, can't we? That's why it's called pruning, perhaps. Anyway, we won't go there. But we do know that we feel good, and there is a thorough effect when purging. We feel perked up, we feel invigorated. When we flush out all the unwanted substances, from our body. That's where the detox came from. I now know it made sense in the end. So the unwanted substances have gone. So spiritually, by the same process, the word of God can cleanse the soul and the spirit from the ungodly effects of our everyday living. The pollution that comes in to our lives, taken in unwittingly. You see, we have lots of information about there's 
lots of communication, one place or another. And many have very advantages. But sadly, it's being overused, and we can say all of us can recognise that the media and other forms of information places can be bombarding with all wrong information. So it can be bombarding, influencing us and demanding us and attracting us and addicting us. We are being bombarded completely with all sorts of pollution to a negative effect. Too much information sometimes becomes an unwanted substance in our spirit or our soul. It enters into the consciousness and it affects our whole body, it affects us from our wholesome thinking. It affects us from our decision making. And we become weak and allow all sorts of things to become acceptable in our surroundings. So our word was rest, switch off from things around. We have to come aside and meditate, which is why the word came to be this the first time. The meditation, we need to come aside and rest. We need to come inside and talk to the Lord. He wants fellowship. He wants to switch off from the things that are influences neg negatively. Otherwise, we become unrested or we become restlessness. That's where we are. And then we're disconnected from God. And it says in Timothy, does it not say, the consciences of some have been seared as if with a hot iron. Yes, you can see that around about us, the consciences towards God, the consciousness towards God is completely seared in some people, in many people we talk to sometimes. So we must keep the consciousness to God and not allow our fellowship with him to be damaged. We are spiritual beings made in his image. The God is spirit and we are a living soul. We are unique creatures. We don't realise how unique and special we are to him. Body, soul and spirit, special to God. Unlike any other creature made. We have language, we have these words that I mentioned. Words, we can write words, we can read words, translate words, translate other people's languages. And we have a spiritual language. We have a gift that we can talk to God specifically in his own personal language. Which bypasses any other language. And we can speak directly to him. This is the sort of connection he wants us to have with him. Our soul is made up of our mind and our emotions and our free will. And many of the hindrances can be in there. That we're not realising we are being hindered spiritually by all these negative effects. And we become disconnected emotionally, spiritually or motivationally. We can be completely cut free. And we've lost our power of overcoming all our difficulties. So, we have to recognise if we have a spiritual problem, it needs a spiritual answer. And only God can have the answer. So we have to come aside. Because the good news is there is an answer to the disquieting of our soul and our disquieting of the disconnection. And King David understood all of this and experienced the same. That's why you see in all of the Psalms some of the things that he talks about in all of the Psalms in Psalm 42 why, isn't, why are you cast down O my soul and why are you disquieted within me yes he was unhappy with himself 
And he turns to God in prayer because that's the only way we can get our peace back into our life. We have to always make peace with him in everything that we do. And we have to identify the cause. And this is what King David used to cry out to God for. He appealed to God for help to identify the cause and why he had many problems. So in Psalm 51, I'm going to go through one or two things if you want to follow them. But uh, it said, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to your multitude of your tender mercies. Blot out my transgression. There's only God can blot out our transgression and redeem us from sin. And that's by faith in him. Wash me thoroughly from the iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. You see, poor King David at this time was riddled with guilt, fear and grief. And he appeals to God. He confesses. For I acknowledge my transgression and my sin is always before me. Now some of us may have experienced some of this before coming to God and allowing him to change us. The weight of sin and guilt is very heavy, regrets and fears. These are all the toxins that come into your soul and spoil your health and happiness, your relationship with God and each other sometimes. So we need cleansing, we need reconnecting in the spirit. And it does say without holiness, we shall not see God. So we need to make sure that we keep ourselves clean within. So in five it says, you brought me forth in iniquity. In sin my mother conceived me. Well, King David there is acknowledging, actually, mankind's natural sinfulness since Adam. I don't think he was particularly referring to his mother's sin. It says, in sin my mother conceived me. But he's talking about the acknowledging the fact that all of us are brought forth in sin. Because not one of us are perfect when we arrive. The commandments even say, they speak of the iniquities, all of the sins passed down from generation to generation. And we are a product, are we not, of our ancestors. And herein you might find that we are reaping some of the consequences of previous sin, or the cause of our weakness. Lamentations just said, our father sinned and are no more, but we bear their iniquities. Yeah, that's understandable. So our inherent weaknesses all stem from our forefathers, for good or for ill. You may well have inherited all your wonderful sporting prowess or your musical abilities. Fine. But we might also be inheriting our weakness and our fears and our phobias and traits and addictions and various other negative things that were operated in in our ancestors. And this gives us a bias towards sin. So unfortunately we arrive with already with the bias of the negative. And the guilt and the shame, the regrets, the secrecy and the fears become our own belief system. We operate within our own little life where we have different things that bother us. And this can determine the quality of your life for good or ill. The negative things which we inherit obviously are diseases. We all know that we can inherit things that come back from the generation. Even doctors and the medics will tell you that. If you had an issue, did they say, did your parents have this issue? 
And we can all experience things that go wrong in our lives. The negative things that happen, it can be one divorce follows another divorce and the next generation also has a spate of divorce and other things. And the, and the effect of negative words. All of us have had negative things said to us, but if we have a weakness in these negativities, then it can actually determine our future. Because of the past things that have been said, prevents us from going forward. And I can say, in my own testimony, God set me free. But I know negative words, as a farmer's daughter, as an eight-year-old, I know they would say, at the farm sales, I said to my dad, haven't you got any sons then, Bernard? And I used to think, what's wrong with me? My father had two girls and he was delighted with them. But people expected that boys did farming. But those little words that may have not been intended at all affected my thinking because I decided that my father would never be disappointed that he had a girl. So I did everything that the boys could do and spent my life trying hard to do just that. But that's not what God intended for me to do. And God has changed my life since to let me know that I'm exactly the way he wants me to be. So it doesn't have to be the way that you see it if it's negative. The gospel is very good news. So I'm forgiven. I'm accepted. I've been given a hope and a future. I'm free from fear. Don't be afraid to share things with God. Emotional hurts and mental hurts and things like that can actually cause physical problems. And just as this week we had a lady who actually was suffering these effects, all the pain and the hurts of the years was a burden to her. She came to us because she couldn't actually breathe enough to walk. She came on a buggy. She came with her oxygen where she breathed all the time. She couldn't walk many steps without it. And certainly she couldn't wake up in the morning without grabbing the oxygen first thing in the morning. But we took it to the Lord in prayer. And as we ministered and counseled her, we asked her to let the Lord come into her life and change her life. And it was quite, it was quite emotional for all of us because we were delighted because the, son, the Lord moved into her life. She was immediately released. Her lungs began to operate and she began to run across the room to everyone's delight. She ran up and down many times and she left the buggy in the uh, room that we were there and she also left the oxygen there and she spent the next few days when we were in her company, the next few days it stayed in the room and we saw her come to dinner and go to bed and take place, different things that she did. But the buggy stayed there for three days, to my knowledge, and she was very, very happy. And we have pictures on her. She may well be on the... We may well put pictures online. But what I'm saying is the emotional hurts that she'd felt and the damage of words and things over the years had burned her so badly that she had become so weakened and powerless that it affected her physical body. So that's what I'm saying. The emotional and the spiritual can affect your physical body. But praise the Lord, God can provide her by the power of the Holy Spirit. You can minister into these areas and she was revived because Jesus died to take away the sin and the guilt and the hurt and the pain and he restores and he restored her that day and it's wonderful. 
So praise the Lord. God is very, very good and very near to all of us and wants the best for all of us. In Leviticus, the whole book talks about cleansing. And he says, you shall be holy for I am the Lord your God. I'm holy. We have hymns that say the right words that we need to do. Take it to the Lord in prayer. People have forgotten that we have a Lord that we can come to. There is an answer. Cast your burdens on him, it says, for he cares for you. He wants you to come alive, like we said. He wants you to invigorate you and let you perked up and come alive once again. And King David, again, in his Psalms, he says, you desire truth. He knew all the things that God wanted, but he knew he hadn't got the power at that time to be doing it. Behold, he says, you desire truth on my inward parts. No wisdom. Be honest. The truth will set you free. Because we have a loving, God is loving kindness and his tender mercies towards each one of us. So King David also says, purge me and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. No spot or wrinkle. wrinkle. That would be nice, wouldn't it? No spot or wrinkle. So let me come back to where I started with all this wonder. In John 15, 3, it says, The disciples were already clean because of the word which Jesus had spoken to them. Cleansed by the word. They had a good conscience restored towards God. And King David's prayer is just like ours, I hope. It says, Create in me a clean heart. O oh God, and strengthen me in a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence and do not take away your Holy Spirit. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me by your generous spirit. Then I will preach transgressors your way and sinners will be converted to you. We have a merciful God, a wonderful God, a generous spirited God. We do not deserve his favour, but he gives it anyway. And King David also said, You do not desire sacrifices, or else I will give it. You do not desire burnt offerings. The sacrifice of God is a broken heart, broken spirit, and a contrite heart. These, O oh God, you do not despise. We can be cleansed because of the word spoken by the Lord. We can be cleansed. We can receive that cleansing from the Lord. We can be re revived and refreshed from the effects of all these pollution in our souls. You see, it, it happens to us inadvertently. We're not aware that we're being polluted all the time with our thinking. Everything becomes acceptable, but not to the Lord. So we can be refreshed, as I said, from the effects of the polluted soul, from sin, our own sin, from inherent sin, sin that's been placed on us by other people or our generations. Don't be afraid. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Nothing is too difficult. We sing songs. Nothing is too difficult. In fact, nothing is impossible. All things are possible, he said. Only believe. Cast all your burdens on him and come alive. Be sanctified and cleansed. We are today's disciples. We can help others when we've been cleansed. Because we shall then be full of the power of the Holy Spirit and might.
And in Timothy it says, For God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, and of a sound mind. All good things come from above. So the Psalms also say that the Lord is close to those with the broken hearted, and he saved those with the crushed, who are crushed in spirit. A righteous person may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. And deliver, that's a word that has many connotations in the Christian societies. And unfortunately, not everyone understands it and becomes afraid of it. Deliverance, really, only means cleansing or Holy Spirit detox. That's what I should call it. It's so much more friendly. So come aside today. Get rid of those little besetting sins that always cause us damage. The sins that entangle us. We can be set free from those. We need to deeply examine, come aside and deeply examine ourselves. Because each one of us may have little pockets or corners or rooms in which the Lord is not allowed to enter. We must allow him in there. Might be difficult, which is why we need each other. But we need to do it. We need to be reconnected in fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Because he wants a glorious church without spot or wrinkle. Holy and without a blemish. Let us be rested, revived and refreshed. Allow him to sanctify and cleanse us by the washing of water, by the word. So he will identify anything and deal with any cause of hindrance that's stopping your life going forward spiritually. Then you will come alive in the spirit. So, if that's what you need today, to come alive, then you may need a Holy Spirit detox. Well, this is your day for a detox. Let's come alive in the spirit. And also, let us pray. Heavenly Father, I do pray, Lord, that you will cleanse and meet all the needs of the people for direction, for healing, for freedom today. And now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit, soul and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful and he also will do it. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray these words. I pray, Father God, you will bless the people. I pray, Father God, you'll come in power in their lives, Lord. Sanctify them and cleanse them, Lord. And I pray, Father God, that there will be great disciples for you in this troubled nation and in these troubled times. Father, we just thank you, Lord, that you love us so much. In Jesus' name. Amen. And I thank you for listening. So if this is your day, and if you need prayer, God bless you. God has an answer, and we can talk together and find the answers in God. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.
Hey, that was a great message by Sister David Measures. And let me get uh, volumes back to normal here. I boosted them temporarily because the auto was just a little bit low. And that was a great message, both by Brother and Sister Measures. Uh, Speak My Word was the one he did. And she did Holy Spirit Detox. And you can catch the actual videos for these in the uh, show notes that uh, I'll put up for the show today or going to my Facebook wall. And uh, if you're watching the one that we just completed called Holy Spirit Detox, Sister Measures, just before she prayed, she pulled a scarf that was slung around her neck up over her head. And what a beautiful example and demonstration of coming before God as woman of God to speak to the Lord. When you pray, you're speaking to God. When you prophesy, you're speaking for God. And uh, women of God out there, he wants your head covered. She put the scarf on, prayed, and when she was done, she took it off. You don't have to wear it 24 hours unless you want to. But uh, when you pray or prophesy, you do it because that is what the Word of God uh, demands. And it is uh, also very significant to the spirit world out there. The dark angels look down on women and men. And um, that puts a signal out there that you're under the covering of the Lord Jesus Christ. Christ is the head of the church. The man is the head of the woman. And you're humbling yourself before God when you do that because a lot of people won't do it. And you'll be rewarded. Believe me, you'll see, I believe, answered prayers and uh, more power. Um, Along with those prayers. And when you minister, cast out devils. And protection. Again, it sends a message out that you're coming under the protection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, if you want to be in rebellion to the Word of God, then do what most people don't would do and that is they don't do it they say I'm not going to do that well they don't humble themselves and they'll pay the price but if you do it God's way there's a blessing obedience is it not better than sacrifice amen so great example she used it for prayer and then took it all and uh, she was speaking to God and when you come to the Lord to pray to him or to prophesy or just speak on his behalf. That's what he wants. And if you're a man, you take your hat off if you have a hat on. Um, okay. We had Dr. Deborah Vells on tonight in the first program. And that's all I had scheduled for today. So I had received these from Brother David Measures a little bit earlier. And I said, wait, these would be great to play tonight. And actually, uh, there is more where this comes from. You can go to David Measures' YouTube channel and uh, obtain more just like this. Um, I'm going to uh, close the program with that for today. I will be back tomorrow, and I'll be resuming uh, our regular shows. I think we have three shows for tomorrow, plus Speak My Words, so we've got a full schedule. Yeah, tomorrow, uh, excuse me, tomorrow we're going to have Michael Cummins. Tomorrow is Wednesday. John Gogan and Speak My Word. Thursday, Elvis Newhart, Gary Stafford, John Terrell. 
uh, plus speak more, four programs Thursday, four on Friday. So we're building it back up. I will have these up in the archives here in just a bit. And then I think I have to make a few um, ministry calls after the show, so I'm going to jump on that. Um, go to my website, omegamanradio.com. Pick up copies of all these shows. Everything we do here is free. Free to listen live, free to download the archive. Just go to the homepage, omegamanradio.com, for those links. And uh, Father Yahovah, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the name that is above every name, I thank you for this opportunity today. Bless everyone that came out. Thank you, God, for this opportunity. All those who support the program, God, give them much fruit. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Thank you, friends, for tuning in. Love you. We'll see you next time.